Welcome back to another episode of the Andrew Luck Book Club Podcast. I am thrilled to be joined by a friend, a great author, T.A. Barron, Tom Barron. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Andrew. I'm delighted to be with you. Uh, I, this is very exciting. I know we uh, we had a very chance encounter meeting for the first time on a boat going to snorkel in the Great Barrier Reef outside of Australia. That was a that was a cool cool place to meet a to meet a famous author for for an NFL quarterback. <laughs> it's also a cool place to meet a famous quarterback. <laughs> it was that was that was really cool, and I know we got to talk in a bunch uh, and, and really enjoyed the conversation, and then. You were kind enough to send over a couple copies of the Merlin Saga, uh, which I read and then downloaded and bought a bunch more. Uh, and so I was thrilled to make the rookie book for, for this month, you know, The Lost Years, the book one of the Merlin Saga, and in uh, a different take on, for those who haven't read it, on, on the, well, really the only take on sort of the childhood and the genesis of Merlin. But I'd like to get into Merlin uh, a little later, and, and, and I don't, I wouldn't. I'd like for you to share with us, uh, Tom, your journey uh, to become a writer, because I think it's so fascinating. Well, you have to start, I think, any journey with um, what do you love. Mm -hmm. And and for me, I just always loved a good story, whether growing up as a kid in Colorado, hearing a good story around the campfire or reading a good book. I wasn't lucky enough to have the Andrew Luck Book Club in my life, but <laughs> I, I did read a lot of books, and, 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 and I loved movies, plays, any form of story mm -hmm. really grabbed me. And I, I also loved how you could carry big ideas inside of a story, uh, as as all folklore and myths always do. So I really, um, I was drawn into it. I actually, I actually tried to write my first novel uh, right after college. And it, mm -hmm. I guess you could say it had a terrific reception out there. Um, I sent it off to 32 publishers. And Within a couple of months, I had gotten exactly 32 rejection letters. Wow. <laughs> so I was zero for 32, not a great record in whatever whatever field. Yeah. Um, and and so. And, and I, were you uh, were you I, discouraged? Oh, I was flat on my back, discouraged. I yeah. really was. I and 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 I and I thought, you know, well, that that takes care of all. I had this dream, of, you know, that I really could be a writer, mm -hmm. and that I would live in a Rocky Mountain wilderness cabin and and write 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 a story or two that people yeah. would enjoy but so that really put that way deep in the back burner i had to go to a plan b which was i went into business um uh and actually and it was a wonderful wonderful business it was in the private equity realm we were starting up mm -hmm. companies and building companies it was exciting and and i loved a lot of it, uh, I, I also found myself, uh, even even after I became president of the firm and got really busy, mm -hmm. I found myself getting up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning just to have a couple of hours to write at my Great. kitchen table before, you know, getting dressed to go to the office. So there I was um, living these two different lives. I was yeah. super busy at the office. Uh, you know, we had a, a growing super, uh, super happy situation at the at the at the company level but um um and there were investors circling who wanted us to do another fund and i was going to be president of that too and at the same time i was the happiest time of my day was the two hours in the morning before i got dressed to go to work yeah. where i'd be sitting just trying to craft a story or a poem or or something and so finally uh <clears throat> it really came to a head and i i had a uh, uh, a, a really wonderful but serious conversation with my my 
beloved wife curry uh, who who was wonderful and 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 um made a decision and i walked in the next day which was the annual meeting of our partners and, and shareholders and i i gave a Nice report on the financial results. Actually, the best one I ever did. Things were on the up and up. And then I said, "Oh, by the way, I quit." Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And it was one of those great moments. You know, I could just feel the uh, uh, the silence was so heavy in the air. Yeah. And 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 you know, people people really did think I was nuts. One of my partners came up to me and handed me a, a, a the card of his therapist. <laughs> <laughs> You really got to go see this guy now because you're in deep trouble. Um, and and That's but I, and I, I I said no, Lewis. No, actually, we are. I'm doing. I know what I need to do, and this is something that's. It's been a great experience, but I really, really do need to give this writing thing a try. And yeah. see if there's maybe one book I could write that people would enjoy. Anyway, so that was that was now uh, this this spring. That was twenty. Seven years ago, wow. and, and I'm happy to tell you, 31 books ago, that that I made the career switch. That's that's so, incredible. So things have worked out better than I ever could have anticipated. But Andrew, what I'm most grateful for, honestly, because yeah. you're you're such a serious and thoughtful guy. I I I, I know you want to talk about what this is really about. It's not just one crazy guy from Colorado who turned out to be a writer and found his way. It's yeah. really about the bigger question about how do you how do you actually live a meaningful life? Yeah. And and you know, honestly, I just really think the the farther along in life I've gotten, I think it's really about recognizing that all we have all we have are two things. We have our time and we never know quite how much time yeah. we have and our souls. Yeah. And 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 if you if you if you honestly think about that, why not? If that's all we really have, you can't take anything beyond the grave. You have a certain amount of time and you have your soul. Why not make the most of both of them yeah. during this during our short existence? <laughs> this short existence but this great gift that we have yeah. of an opportunity to live and be who we can be and and be uh, all the things that we might dream of being giving them a try and, yeah. and and i'll just say one last thing to your good question which is people ask me all the time wasn't it scary to change yeah. your job and change your career and and the answer is of course it's scary yeah. it's always scary Absolutely. when you make any changes in life right it's scary um to move someplace, it's scary to change a job. It's scary uh, to to do different things. But the, that's not really the question. The question is, it was not nearly as scary to make that change or to give it a try because I didn't know how it was going to work out. It wasn't nearly as scary as the idea of growing old and getting to the end of my days when my time was out and thinking – Golly, why didn't I just really give that a try? Yeah. I knew I loved stories. I knew I wanted to try to give, be a writer. Yeah. Why did I let those 32 rejections just knock me on my butt and never get up again and try? So that's really that to me was a much more frightening thought. And and um, and I I just knew. Look, if it doesn't work, I'll, I'll at least have the satisfaction of knowing that this this long-standing passion yeah. to uh, to write and tell stories was was um i gave it a real sh i yeah. gave it a real shot you 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 felt you obviously felt like you owed it to yourself more than anybody anything else exactly i love hearing that story i've ever been fascinated hearing it for the first time 
uh, and, and very inspiring to hear. And, and you brought up the time and, and soul, and I, and I think it's funny you brought up time because Coach Pagano, the head coach of the Colts, uh, one of his you know, big, big mantras to us I and mean, one of his pillars is that you know, the biggest myth in life is that you're going to have more time. You're going to have more time, and you know, that's the biggest myth in life. And he's obviously gone through uh, some, some tough times with leukemia and, and, and cancer um, has a great perspective on things, and he, and he certainly encourages us to make the most of, of what we have. And, and I know I feel so fortunate and lucky to get to play a game that I love. You know, <laughs> it right. makes me happy. Uh, uh, and, it makes and, a lot of us happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just got to win some more games. That's that's the uh, <laughs> that, that's the only kid. You will. So you will. so you've talked about this love of stories and 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 hearing stories or or watching a story or reading a story. What what were your favorite stories as a kid? What did you read as a kid? What did you did you sit and listen to your parents tell stories or your uncles or friends? How how did that? What was the genesis of that? Well, you know, I think I it, it might surprise you, but I, I had three different kinds of stories mm-hmm. that I loved, and none of them were epic fantasy, the kind of really? Lord of the Rings yeah. fantasy that I like to write these days. But but if you combine the three, you'll you'll see the ingredients there of epic okay. fantasy. Uh, the first is I loved biographies, Great. and I, I've just always loved heroic stories, yeah. especially stories about people who have overcome a huge obstacle. There was a there was a great book I loved, one of the first books I just read so much the pages were ready to fall out. It was <laughs> called Champions All the Way, okay. and it was about sports heroes great. who had who had overcome some really serious, really serious physical or emotional obstacles mm-hmm. to doing what they did. And, and so uh, there, were, there were people in there like um, – Jim Thorpe, yeah. or or um, Carol Heiss, yep. or um, uh, you know, um, wonderful, wonderful pe- people who had overcome just just huge obstacles and and still risen to the top of the game. I think my favorite one was Glenn Cunningham, who um, grew up in a little tiny town in I think it was Kansas, and and um, um, he and his brother were were it, it, when it came their turn to get to school early to light the wood stove in yeah. the winter time it it uh, the, there was something wrong with the stove and it actually exploded and his brother was killed and 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 Glenn lost the use of his legs oh my gosh was, uh and 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 yet that boy who loved to run and and had that searing kind of experience yeah. trained hard uh, got back, got back his mobility, and ended up becoming the fastest miler in the world. And 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 um, um, was was you know, one of those people who yeah. was was he actually he was right before Roger Bannister okay. broke the four minute mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and all kinds of great stories like that. Wilma Rudolph is another one um, who mm-hmm. had polio and then became the world's fastest sprinter at the Olympics. In the in the 1960s, anyway, I loved those stories, heroic okay. tales, and I, I checked out books about Abraham Lincoln or Ben Franklin yeah. or Leonardo da Vinci is another great hero of mine. All those people, and then Helen Keller is another one. Yes, never ceases to amaze and inspire. Anyway, the second kind of story was was actually nature writing. I just yeah. loved you know writers like. Henry David Thoreau mm-hmm. or Rachel Carson would really bring nature to life. And so you could walk in and be there, really feel like in all your senses you're there. And then the third was a really good mystery. 
<laughs> whoever wrote it. Yeah. It was just a really good mystery, and that was the kind of story that often got told around the campfire. Yeah. Um, usually with a with a, a ghostly, horrible ending. But, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but if you if you roll all those three things yeah. together, you know, heroic heroic stories uh, about individuals who conquer odds yep. and 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 deep experience in a natural world and also um um tales that have a a, a really grabbing mystery that made you lean forward and want to hear what's the intrigue <laughs> yeah exactly so that's so I you, you see kind of you, elements. you see those and i this is as a as a reader and in you see those uh, as a reader of yours. You definitely see those three elements come through in the in the Merlin saga, absolutely, and, and especially when in his character. I I I, I think, and I, I got to hear it from the horse's mouth and uh, hear it from you though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, you know, um, those Merlin books really uh, came about in a very surprising way. I, I have never had an experience of that kind to start okay. a, 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 a story. And, and, and as you know, Andrew, that turned into 12 books yep. and all, you know, all numbers of international editions and millions of copies and all yeah. that good stuff. And now a movie on the, on the, uh, in the works on the way. Oh, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's more about that on my website. If you just click. Yeah. On which is, which is dot com, right? That's right. And uh, um, Merlin, the movie, will tell you everything you need to know about that. And the best thing I can tell you is that the woman who was one of the three writers of the Lord of the Rings movies okay. is the woman who Disney has hired to be the lead writer. Oh, that's fantastic. Project. Those are great books and great movies. Yeah. So anyway, but the thing is with Merlin, that all started with a dream. Uh, it was a, a dream. Really? And I don't know if I, I told you about this when we spoke, but it was really I I I I had I had been thinking about the character Merlin and and what what a great astounding character he was, but he was that ancient wizard Merlin, and yeah. I didn't think at all that there was anything left for mm-hmm. somebody to to tell about about mm-hmm. him. But I had this dream where I woke up in a sweat. It was really an upsetting dream where a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, nine or ten years old, half-drowned boy washes up out of the sea, and he's and he's hurled onto the shore, this rocky coastline. It's I could see it so vividly, like it was just today. And he hits his head on the rocks, and he comes to, and there are seagulls screeching all around him, and he he he's so weak. He you know he he barfs seawater, and he crawls a little higher, yeah. um, and and. And he sits up, and in that moment, I woke up, and I realized, oh my God, this kid is Merlin. Yep. And and um, and I and you know, and I thought, well, and of course, he's lost all of his memory. He has no clue who he actually yep. is. Yep. Uh, and and he totally, certainly has no clue that he's has that magical something down inside yep. that could help him become this great exalted wizard. But so he's, the point is he's totally not that elder wizard who is um, ancient and worldly wise and has all those powers that he uses to turn King Arthur into a hawk <laughs> or, or a, um, a fish yeah. or all those things that he and, does. And unite, unite the round table to do something good. Exactly. Um, no, so he's just a young, scared, lost boy who's yep. washed ashore, and and 
And so the challenge was, okay, how do you make that really feel authentically connected to the elder wizard, but make yeah. him make him like a real boy um, who's you know who, who who's just trying to survive to the next day? And by yeah. the way, uh, it turns out that 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 uh, washing ashore and almost drowning was the easiest part of his day. <laughs> exactly, he runs into some obstacles. Yeah, he does, so, uh, including anyway, his own boneheadedness. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was, you know, it was a great opportunity to really kind of explore what are the essential qualities of of Merlin's character, yeah. and you know what makes it. Why do we still tell stories about this this character who was first talked about fifteen hundred years ago in Celtic mythology yeah. and 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 those ballads from. Uh, you know, the 5th and 6th century, yep. why is he still so present in our world? And I would say even more beloved now than he ever was then. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, and, 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 and try to understand then, you know, what made him so special, but also as a boy, what were his, what were his deepest fears? What were his big struggles, his highest hopes? Uh, did he did he secretly want to become uh, a quarterback for the, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and what were his passions? Yeah. And, you know, basically, how did he become a man, let alone how did he become the greatest wizard of all time? Yep. Yep. I, I, I know as a, as a kid who loved reading fantasy stories and, and, and the sort of historical fantasy medieval fantasy merlin shows up a bunch and i and i've and i've and i saw in, on a video on your website you sort of boil down three essential qualities that show up in merlin and, and one the universality of all people two embracing the light and dark within ourselves and three the sacredness of nature and i think a couple some of those definitely go back it seems like to what you enjoyed reading as a kid and then and then how did you how did you come sort of realize and strip away everything to keep it pretty simple with those three pillars uh, of, the, of the stories? Great question. Uh, the, 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 the most important thing is whatever the big idea that uh, a writer wants to incorporate into a story can't be on the front row. It has to be actually embedded in the in the in the dark back rows yeah. and and so that so that really the story carries itself and the 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 I often think that that to write a story I need three essential things. I need a character I love, a character yeah. I really care about and there he is Merlin is perfect for that. I also need a place that's a magical place I really, really want to go to and yeah. spend, spend a lot of time, uh, mainly because it takes a lot of time to write one of these novels, let alone 12 of them. Yep. But, I, but the, other, the third is I need a deeper, big question, a big idea about the human experience. And, and so Merlin had all those big ideas, as you've just listed but, yeah. um so I, the the issue for me was how to weave those things just invisibly seamlessly yep. into the stories mm -hmm. so you never you never you never hear anybody say directly well uh this scene is about universality and all people of all backgrounds <laughs> and all experiences yep. have have um the same kind of fundamental human experience you don't have you don't have anyone say that nor do you say um explicitly uh nature is is the greatest source of 
of magic and and our real inspiration and and as well as a friend and a healing power and all kinds of elements like that for for Merlin you just you just know because yep. of his what he discovers and if the reader discovers those things at the same time as Merlin does then everyone is uh, is having that that same uh, excitement yep. of discovery at the same yep. time mm-hmm so that's how it is. It's it's really those things are all woven in. So um, you know, Merlin's first experience on the magical island of Finkyra is in a um, uh, a, a wondrous forest, yep. it's an enchanted forest, uh, and it and it and it continues from from there. Um, his his experience with the diversity of people and and how. Uh, how, how important it is to really look beneath the surface yep. and, and really get a sense of who someone really is. Mm-hmm. That happens very early on, too, and it happens many times over. All the way uh, through. And getting to know that he has a dark side as well as a light side, as mm-hmm. we all do, yep. uh, and, and that, which, by the way, makes him much wiser because he makes some ghastly mistakes. Oh, I, I, uh, you know. I love how he can't seem to... He trips over his feet every time you think he's about to finally get out of a situation. <laughs> and he, and it, but, but, you, but you see how much stronger he becomes uh, because of those right. uh, situations and the people he surrounds himself with and, and learning about nature, as you sort of exactly. mentioned. And yeah. as you know, uh, that's how real character is built. Mm-hmm. And and I have to interject here. My 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 my. When I think about character, I think of one one of my favorite stories about you, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've 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 heard that uh, there are times when you've been sacked by by somebody big and strong, uh, like J.J. J. Watt or somebody like that, and 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 that you will usually often compliment them on the hit afterwards and and help them get back up well, <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm just looking for them to help get me back up on my feet usually <laughs> but you know and i'm sure i'm sure you're complimenting them it takes all the fun out of it for them uh, yeah maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's a little bit of uh, gamesmanship behind it <laughs> as no, well who knows maybe there is but yeah. it's also a, in, uh, i think that's a sign of real character and and people aren't born just like that, you you had to develop that. You had to earn it, and through experience and yeah. some struggles, and 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 the same with Merlin. You know, yeah. if he just popped out as somebody of high integrity and 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 real perseverance, and yeah. um, you know, and deep compassion, yeah. uh, ready to be the mentor to King Arthur, who mm-hmm. you know, when 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 the sword and the stone happens, if he just popped out that way, um, it'd be. A whole lot less interesting yeah. than, than if he has to grow into that, and and then when he is there, you feel like wow, he's really earned those qualities. Yeah, he's he certainly has, and and he, and he certainly learns. You know, I was thinking about this when you're talking. You know, his mentors may not be perfect, and his friends may not be perfect, and this the situations that he's in aren't perfect. But he but he seems to learn from them all the time. And I think of this as even as a as a football player, as a kid growing up, you know, no parents or, or coaches or teammates are ever perfect, and certainly we aren't perfect. But 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 I think if you can learn from each other, then 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 you've got a chance to to, to keep getting better and, and keep moving forward. That's so true. Yeah. So so beyond the Merlin series, which I I totally recommend to anybody. I know I had a blast reading it for the first time as a twenty five year old, twenty six, twenty seven year old. So. Uh, you've, you've also written the adventures of Kate, 
uh, the Atlantis saga, the Tree Girl, and some books to inspire. And you, and you sponsor a Gloria, the Gloria Barron Prize for Young Heroes, and you started that 17 years ago. So could could you tell us a little about about all that? Sure. Uh, well, just uh, a quick word about the other books first. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all they're 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 all very different, but I I just uh, hope that some of your Andrew Luck book club readers will have as much fun reading them as, yeah. as I had writing them. Good. The Kate three books are uh, all three very different stories about a heroic teenage girl who has all kinds of adventures. Think Indiana Jones, but yeah. in a female form, and she she has wonderful adventures. And she's a but she's a normal kid she's a 13 year old girl and she she just digs deep to find the love and the courage that she needs to do these things uh the atlantis saga is a brand new trilogy i've just finished uh, really since we met uh, that's a uh, that's a retelling of the story of atlantis and and in a similar way to the, the merlin stories gave me an opportunity to tell a whole new side of the myth about merlin the wizard uh, atlantis has always been a story that i love but it's also always about the destruction of Atlantis. It's always mm. about the end, yeah. you know, what happens in the grand finale. And that's, of course, appropriate because that's the way Plato, who was the first to tell that story, kicked it off and made it a morality play about a civilization that fell apart and was wiped out by the sea. Yeah. And and so I thought, you know, I want to, I'd love to do a retelling of that Atlantis story, but before I get to the destruction of Atlantis, instead, the story I've always wanted to hear is not the destruction, but the creation of Atlantis. Yeah. How did it actually begin? How was it born? And who were the heroic young people who were in the mix? And what were the forces of evil? And what was what was at risk? And then ultimately, when they when they prevail, you also have the, the seeds of the ultimate tragedy of Atlantis yeah. Yeah. woven in there. So anyway, all of that is true. I've also written uh, Tree Girl for younger readers, um, for whom a first chapter book, a heroic girl named Anna, is in the story, has to do something very brave to figure out who she really is. Um, and then the, there are others, uh, including a nonfiction book about heroic young people that's called The Hero's Trail. Okay. And this is a good segue to the prize, Andrew, because yeah. the, the, the prize is really uh, a way of simply turning the spotlight on these wonderful, public-spirited, can-do young people f- mm-hmm. from all around America, from every possible background, every economic s- circumstance, yep. every, rural and urban, and and every every description, ages eight to eighteen, kids who are doing wonderful things because they 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 just simply want to make the world a better place, yeah. and. Um, and honestly, they just these are kids who are just normal kids and and but who care deeply about their world and maybe it's maybe it's um, helping um, raise money to cure cancer, maybe it's um, um, organizing building clean drinking water wells yeah. in a village in Africa, or maybe it's creating a solar powered bicycle yeah. that, that um, can help. Um, bring medications to distant locations. Um, it's really these are just wonderful kids who never got the memo that a kid isn't supposed to have the power to make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> and so they are. They're out there doing these wonderful things, and and really the 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 Gloria Baron Prize, which I named after my mother, uh, 
partly to embarrass her. <laughs> I, 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 I'm really, I was really, really good at as long as she was alive. <laughs> embarrassing her, but but also because she was a, one of those quiet, unsung heroes in in my family's life, and, yeah. uh, and just wanted to tip my hat to that great gal. And so every year we honor 25 young people from all around. America and and uh, that's fantastic. And get a get a uh, a scholarship that they can apply to their college. Wow, that education. that's fantastic. I'd encourage anybody listening to this, if you're a kid or you're a parent or a friend, to, to encourage. And I assume as a you can go on your website, right, tabaron.com, and and find out the necessaries for that. Yep, and and we're uh, we're actually coming up on a um, uh, a new season of. Uh, and of of uh, reading the applications and, and uh, choosing next year's winners. So, oh. if there are any young people or 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 people who know young people mm-hmm. who, who might qualify, let's. I I totally urge you to check out the Baron. Project. Absolutely, that 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 sounds awesome. And I think and I think we'll we'll wrap it up before, before we go. Uh, we'll keep this tradition alive. And we, I know there's some good some good book recommendations by by your own hand, uh, <laughs> Tom. But but I'd like to hear maybe maybe a, a recommendation uh, for for some adult readers, some vet, veteran readers for a book to read, and then and then uh, the, another children's book recommendation uh, for everybody listening. Wonderful. Well, uh, I've actually just finished a, a terrific book that that I recommend to any adult. Uh, that's called "The Soul of an Octopus." Okay. And it and it's actually um, a story that's it's uh, it's it's written by a wonderful naturalist writer who uh, brings to life the amazing natural history of octopus. Okay. Um, and um, um, and 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 she she does it in a brilliant way. Uh, there's also another book called "The Secret Life of Trees." That is really quite amazing with a great combination of storytelling and science. Awesome. And I, so I totally recommend that. And then one more, I'd, I'd recommend a book I just f- uh, finished a few months ago that I've loved um, was um, a uh, um, a book called H is for Hawk. Okay. And and it's um, it's a it's a terrific story about a woman who had lost her father and then. Um, uh, channeled her grief into raising a hawk because her father had 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 raised hawks and the experience and how she weaves it together it's just brilliantly told cool cool those sound great and and then for younger readers uh, or i would I, I would put it young readers of all ages yes exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like so it includes it includes older young readers like uh, us. it but, includes um, me <laughs> it, yeah really um if you um um if you like a really great book, honestly, I think uh, I'm going to just recommend three. There's, there's lots of them, but um, the number one I have to say is The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. It still sets the standard for all of us who love fantasy, but also for especially for any of us who would love to create some fantasy stories of our own. Nobody's ever done it better. And talk about merging big ideas yeah, with, with a great story background. That's a great one. Um, another is Madeline Lengel's fabulous book, A Wrinkle in Time. Absolutely, I remember reading A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, I, doesn't that 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 still sets the standard? It's magical. Uh, how, how do you, um, how, you know, really tell a story that feels believable, authentic, people, but also has a bigger, deeper message? Yeah. And and then uh, another one that I really have to throw in is the Once and Future King, uh, which is by T. H. White, okay. and it's it's the original 
retelling of the story of Camelot. Ah, great. That, yeah. On on which the 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 movie and the Broadway play and and uh, so much of the last fifty years worth of retellings of Camelot lore was based on that. So the Sword of the Stone came out of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and spam a lot. <laughs> spam a lot, uh, you know, in a really derivative way. Yes. <laughs> I guess so. You're right. You never know where stories are going to go. No, you, you certainly don't. And thank you for those recommendations. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be able to talk to you. And, and I always love talking to you. It's very inspiring. And, and uh hope everybody listening has uh, had much as much fun as, as I have had talking to you, Tom. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. It's a total pleasure, Andrew, and uh, I've loved every minute of it. I wish everybody a great time with my books or anybody else's books uh, on Andrew's book club. And, Andrew, we'll we'll be rooting for you this season. (laughs) Thank you very much. Appreciate it.